Well, we only talked about Miracles of Life last weekend and we reminisced with Lawrence Tiakovic. It was so great to catch up with her. And as we know, she's working uh, for Shane and Cassie Oxlade and riding, riding some of these inform horses most mornings, taking them treats, uh, smoochies, little, little treats, smoochies and also carrots and so on. And we talked about the training achievement of Daniel Clark and to get Miracles of Life so fit and ready on the day. And then Lauren pulled off a great ride as well. It's something we, we it'll stick in our memory for such a long, long time. Daniel Clark is with us. Good morning, Dan. Morning, Steve. Yeah, and the fact that we were there uh, a couple of days before going around your stable and seeing her and patting her and getting photos was even more special. It was. Yeah, it was a huge thrill, and uh, yeah, I think about it every day, basically. Yeah, I bet you do. Yourself and Oppie are doing a really good job at the moment. How impressive was the map last start? Yeah, she was really good, wasn't she? She, uh, yeah, she put him to the sword and, uh, yeah, run right away from him. It was a, it was a huge thrill um, to be able to train a winner on Melbourne Cup Day in the big, you know, it's a big stage. It was indeed, and the fact that you yourself and Uppy go way back, and it was quite emotional subsequent with Jamie Carr on board. Yeah, it was. You know, Jamie Jamie spent a lot of time with us up at Macclesfield, and she lived with us for a while, and, uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a really good, really good time. Obviously, I wasn't there. Someone had to stay and do the work, but Uppy got to, Uppy got to you know, look after the spoils and had a great time. Tell me why you had her so perfect on the day, the map uh, there at uh, at Flemington on Cup Day. Yeah, well, she, tra- she look, she won well here in Adelaide, and then we took her to um, uh, Geelong. Geelong, yeah, and you know she didn't have the best best of uh, there. But the thing about it, we took her over once before the year before, and she never actually travelled that well. Um, but she had actually travelled really well to Geelong um, and travelled home, and. I said, Orpie, I said, I think this has brought this horse on, so I think we should go back and have another crack at it. So, uh, hence we did. And, you know, and she's travelled back again, so she's really matured in herself. The thing about what was so impressive about it, yesterday I talked about this, the sectionals in the race, they were quite pedestrian through some of the stages of that race, and Mr Waterville was back with the map, and they ended up running two, run two all the gaps through the field. But sectionally, um, the map was the only, you know, she broke... Well, the only horse to break 37, uh, the only horse to break 25 home, the only horse to break 13 seconds. So, you know, she really wasn't entitled to win by a big margin like that, given the speed early. No, she wasn't. And she's always she's always promised to do that. Um, and I think just, I think she's just come of age. She's matured. She's actually, you know, like you hear it time and time again, you know, you, you've got to make a stay. They just don't come along. So I think she's actually learnt what it's all about and she's been a November foal she's always taken she's always been on the back foot a bit but I think she's really come to the fore now and that last hundred she must have a marvellous lung capacity Daniel because had it have been further she wins by further look that way um she has she's got a she has she's she's got a re- remarkable recovery rate she's a big she's got a big frame on her she's not a not a massive horse, but she's got a big frame on her and obviously there's a big pair of lungs in there. Last year she won this race, obviously going up in weight, but she's she's bringing better form into it, Matt, the map. You would think so, yes, yes. Um, you know, And that extra 12 months on her has made a big difference to her. So, uh, yeah, we're going there full of confidence. All right, and you've just decided to take a kilo and a half off the weight. Uh, so, what, she'll have about 59 and a half, will she, for Ben Price? Fifty nine and a half for Ben Price. He's won on her before. He knows her. He uh, he went through a three year old career in some good races, so uh, he knows her as probably well as we do. 
Will she sit, you know, where she normally sits back in the field here? You won't change anything with the map? I don't think all we need, all we really want is clear running when we need it. Um, and if he can give her that, she's going to produce her best, I'm sure. And she showed ability from day one. She won on debut at Balaclava back in September 21. Yeah, she, yeah, she did. Yeah, she, uh, she actually pulled up quite shin sore from that. Otherwise, she probably would have gone around and the... Um, uh, I can't remember what the race was here in Adelaide. It was a three-year-old race leading up to the carnival. So, uh, unfortunately, she went shin sore and had to go to the paddock. And did she go through a sale, Daniel, by Alpine Eagle? She did. She went through Adelaide. Um, um, thirty-six or something. I think we paid for it. Right. What, um, what did you? What appealed to you? Actually, I never looked at it. I uh, never, never had her marked down. And uh, every time we were walking around, this horse kept coming out. And I think six times. And I said, to Opie, I said, we've got to go and find out what that horse is because it just every time it comes out, it appeals to me. So, uh, so we did. And when we looked at her, you know, she'd. Obviously, hadn't travelled over from Tassie that well, and she was a bit light, and um, but the frame was there. You know, she always had a good frame, good walk, um, very athletic. So, yeah, Armadale uh, Stud, you're talking about the vendor there in in Tasmania, thirty five thousand. She was lot one forty. Lot one forty. There you go. Mm. All right. Well, that's the map. Good luck. And you've got this horse here that's raw, but it got so much talent. Thirsty guest. Tell me a bit about him. He is very raw. He likes to use a bit of the track. Um, <laughs> he's a bit of a character, but um, got serious talent. Um, not great in the wind, whereas most of the most of the breed are. Um, there's nothing sort of mechanically you can do for him, but um, he's just got to get in a rhythm. And once he gets in a rhythm, he's got a blistering turn of foot, and uh, he's quite exciting. Does he make any noises or anything, thirsty guests, when he gallops or anything? He does. He uh, he doesn't sound the best, but uh, like I said, um, they can't actually do anything for him. Um, he's like a big pair of bellows. They sort of rattle around in there, and um, it is what it is. So we just got to deal with him. Um, but yeah, he's. I, I said if we could actually do something for him, it'd be like putting a set of Weber carbies on him. I reckon he'd fly. Oh, absolutely. He's got that head carriage. Is that to do with what you just said? Sometimes it comes up and so on. I think so. Yeah, I think he's sort of, you know, it's just he's just what he is. Um, but you know, he's a serious talent. He, oh, obviously, he's coping with it at the moment. Whether it sort of restricts him when he gets to a better class of race, um, probably, you know, as we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, he's uh, certainly got some talent. Oh, no doubt about it. You just tweaked the gear as well with the winkers last week. Just trying to stop him from rolling around. Um, I think it's more that. You have to go with him, um, not against him. And, um, you know, if you rev him up early, I think you've sort of, I think you lose him a bit. So, um, yeah, we just, we look, we twinked around with it, whether that's the right thing, wrong thing, but it, look, he still won. So um, we're happy. Daniel, does he have to get that far back in his races, this horse? I think, as I said, if you, if you rev him up too much early, we tried that earlier on because we thought... Obviously, a wind, sort of a wind issue, you'd roll forward with him and let him make his own luck. Um, and it, ne it never really worked. And when we started riding him back, he was better for it and he was a better horse for it. So, uh, probably don't really want to be changing too much at this stage. Yeah, he was good. I mean, two starts ago, he was terrific, wasn't he? Sectionally there. And as you said, he came down the middle of the track. He was sort of floating there for a bit, wasn't he? Um, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. But on front, say, just the, 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 beats him better at the weights here from that last run last week. But he... 
she does, but uh, you know, I, I last week I thought, oh, Lonfrancais got the break on him. It, it's we're probably going to run a nice second to it. Um, but you know, when he when he really opened up and um, he gobbled it up and he ended up winning by length. So you know, um, wait, you know, it's obviously it's going to be how how the races run. Yeah, very nice horses. Are you, will you push on with them both, or they have a break after these finals in South Australia? The map and Thursday Matt, guess? Yeah. Yeah, well, you'd like to get the map to the Adelaide Cup. Get there, you know. There's there's option, which is in March. All right, I think we just lost him. He said his phone signal was a bit dicey. You still with us, Dan? No, we lost him. So anyway, the Adelaide Cup, as Le- as Lincoln pointed out, Lincoln Moore yesterday when talking about the map, saying the Adelaide Cup is well and truly on the radar. But yeah, as I said, when you watch the race, they were just walk crawling through some of those sectionals in that race last start. The map went up Flemington. I mean, I wrote some of them down, like 12.60. This is during the mid stages. So it was a 12.60, a 12.85 and a 12.38. And uh, she, Jamie Carr rode her brilliantly, just put her to sleep and she was bolting on the bend and got her off the fence into the clear and she, she got past Mr Waterville, who was back with her, and there were just gaps all through the field in that particular race. And as I said, with those sectional times, which I looked at this morning, yeah, she was the only one to break 37 home, the only one to break 25 home, and her last uh, 200 metres, she was the only one to break 13, 12.61, uh, the map there by Alpine Eagle. So yeah, she's a real talent. Uh, six from 22 and $300,000 in the bank and not expensive. And this other guy, I did realise he had some bit thick in the wind and so on, makes a few noises, a bit rattly, but boy, you'd love to own him as well because he's won five from 13 by So You Think, his thirsty guest. And this is going to be a great little clash here again in the Happy Trails. I think uh, on Francais meets his horse about 2kg better for last week, but and the margin was a length. Of course, they're staying at the mile here, but thirsty guest drawn gate two. For Jake Toroke is $2 tab fixed and on Francais, he's got those Alco Pop bloodlines, has drawn gate eight as two seventy uh, for a Lachlan Nindorf. So as I said all day, there's so much interest in these finals races, all in excess of one hundred thousand dollars.